Hi, I'm Kate Creech, and I'm a member of Mission Gathering as well as a therapist here in Seattle, Issaquah area of Washington. It's really good to be with y'all today. I wish that we were together in person. I'm sure I'm not alone in saying that I was not expecting this to go this long when we heard about this in March. Um, this is um, new territory, so I can sit with y'all in the grief of not knowing when this is gonna end and not being able to be together and the hope that it will be over sooner than we think it might be. I hope. <laughs> um, so when Devin asked me to talk a little bit about gratitude the week of Thanksgiving, I laughed uh, just, a, just a tad because um, for a long time, I had shuddered away from using that word, not because I'm not thankful for things, but because the word gratitude felt a lot like like some of the spiritual platitudes that I was given growing up. It just didn't feel like it was weighty or um, it just didn't feel sacred. Um, it, it just felt like a should, like you should be grateful. Um, and that doesn't really sink in when you add should in front of something. So, <laughs> um, so I, especially being from the South, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's universal, but, um, I've had the thankfulness conversation countless times, too many times to count. Um, and it goes something like this. Someone will ask me how I'm doing and I'll usually say something like, Oh, you know, life is hard, but I'm great, really grateful, really, really thankful. Um, and then we'll kind of go on with our lives and um, the thing is, I've realized both things can be true. Life is hard and sometimes, and um, I also have a lot to be thankful for. Both can hold weight, the goodness and the bad. But I think when we say it that way, um, it has a way of downplaying our grief and watering down our gratitude. I think it can feel extremely vulnerable for us to talk about our suffering or the things that we're struggling with and not tie it up in a thankfulness bow because we may not have been met with care when we were growing up, um, when we admitted to having a hard time, um, or maybe we weren't given an, a language around sharing emotions um, in our families, or maybe we grew up in communities where spiritual bypassing was prevalent. John Wellwood, the prominent psychotherapist and author in the transpersonal psychology field, coined the term spiritual bypassing. He defined it as using spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep a personal, emotional, unfinished business to shore up a shaky sense of self or to belittle basic needs, feelings, and developmental tasks. So this is a genuine coping technique. I'm not bashing it. Um, often, there are often times when maybe the person who's asking us how we are doing, they're not in our like trusted safe circle of people we actually wanna share the nitty gritty about our life, totally get that. Um, it helps us to survive and just move through the world. Um, I've used it so many times and I've seen it used so many times, um, but often it sabotages us from receiving actual care. According to Lori and Randy Sansone, who did a study around gratitude and well-being, the word gratitude has a number of different meanings depending on the context. However, a practical clinical definition is as follows. Gratitude is the appreciation of what is valuable and meaningful to oneself. It is a general state of thankfulness and or appreciation. 
The majority of empirical studies indicate that there is an association between gratitude and a sense of overall well-being. So I think the key here is differentiating between a gratitude that is, a, that is of a spiritual or emotional bypassing flavor and finding a gratitude that is grounding for us personally. Gratitude is not pretending that everything is okay. Psychotherapist Odelia Gretel Crable says that trying to change how we feel creates a signal that something needs to be changed or fixed in us. This signal is in itself so stressful that it can activate a survival mechanism. That's what I love and sometimes hate about our body is that we really can't get away with a lot. We can say something, but if it really isn't true, our body can let us know through like signals of feeling anxious or angry, um, and that can show up somatically, so like upset stomach, um, and we just hold that um, in our bodies. So we really can't get away for long with pretending that everything is okay when it's not. Talking about gratitude specifically around Thanksgiving has expanded in meaning for me in the recent years. For so long, I had been given and accepted and spouted the white Eurocentric narrative around Thanksgiving, but in reality, our ancestors inflicted horrendous atrocities against the indigenous people. And we are still denying the harm we are continuing to do to them to this day. Miguel Douglas, a member of the Puyallup tribe, says that origins of America, and as most Americans understand it, consists of the immense journey of the European settlers to the Americas, where they transformed it into new expressions of Europe and brought along with it the cultures of the old world. While this is true, it completely disregards the fact that European settlers and colonizers did not land on virgin soil in America but rather in the midst of a multitude of complex and rich indigenous peoples and civilizations. The story of European settlers and colonizers is not one of a foreign people exploring an unoccupied continent. It is one of human interaction, an immense struggle that equaled a fundamental clash of worldviews. The discounting of this facet of history is not only harmful to contributions of American Indians and other indigenous populations in throughout the Americas, but on a deeper level, who we are as a collective nation. Gratitude is not about denying our suffering or how we've caused the suffering of other people, but it's an acknowledgement of it. We can see this every week when we in person at church through the act and ritual of communion. We have a chance during that time to ground ourselves back into the practice of remembrance, which I think is a really key part of gratitude. In Luke 22, Jesus led his disciples through this act and told them to remember him and give thank and he gave thanks with them. He knew the fullness of torture and death and then eventually resurrection and life that awaited him and he held both death and life together in that act of remembrance and gratitude. And I think that picture of Jesus with his disciples gathered and huddled into that little room um, is something that we need to hold on to, especially during this time of isolation and fear. Thinking and practicing gratitude during a pandemic and, and holding those images in mind feels like the ultimate act of resistance and resilience. Diana Butler Bass, who is an Amer American historian of Christianity and also an advocate for progressive Christianity, says that gratitude is not a form of passive acceptance or complicity. Rather, it is the com 
it is the capacity to stare doubt, loss, chaos, and despair right in the eye and say, I am still here. This includes remembering all that we have that is keeping us afloat and whole in the present. This is a grounded gratitude rather than a spiritual or emotional bypassing thankfulness. I want to share a poem by Joy Harjo. She was appointed the new United States Poet Laureate in 2019. She was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1951, and she's a member of the Creek Nation. The poem is called Remember. Remember the sky that you were born under. Know each of the star stories. Remember the moon, know who she is. Remember the sun's birth at dawn. That is the strongest point of time. Remember sundown and the giving away tonight. Remember your birth, how your mother struggled to give you form and breath. You are evidence of her life and her mother's and hers. Remember your father, he is your life also. Remember the earth whose skin you are, red earth, black earth, yellow earth, white earth, brown earth, we are earth. Remember the plants, trees, animal life, who all have their tribes, their families, their histories too. Talk to them, listen to them, they are alive poems. Remember the wind, remember her voice. She knows the origin of the universe. Remember, you are all people, and all people are you. Remember, you are this universe, and this universe is you. Remember, all is in motion, all is growing, is you. Remember, language comes from this. Remember, the dance language is, that life is. Remember. Gratitude is remembrance, not erasure. It's not about changing how we feel, but honoring the fullness of what it is to be human especially during a pandemic, especially during continued racial injustice, especially during times of collective and individual trauma. For me, I've begun to redefine gratitude as a practice. It's a practice of remembering those who love me and how it feels to be with people who help me feel safe and cared for. This act can help us to ground down past the chaos of the present into love from the past, which in turn can help us remember that the future holds more than despair or fear or anger, but it also holds the possibility of more joy and hope and love. Go gently, friends. These are really dark times and um, we need to hold on to connection as much as we can, whether that's digitally or if you're with family right now. Um, these are really difficult times, and we need the practice of gratitude more than ever. Thank you for allowing me to be with you today.